Hi, this is Bernie Torrance. And I'm Carol Yoder, and we'd like to invite you to our program called Living Stones. It's time to move from being a stepping stone to a living stone. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Remember, God doesn't waste anything. You're created to be a believer, walking in wisdom and values. Well, Carol, the journey is about to begin because we are going to expose not only what we call the pillars of success, the attributes of a successful person, but then the vow, last week Nestor talked about this vow that he made to himself, saying no to himself. And I, and I think of our marriage vows, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, sickness and in health. That's a commitment that we make, a sacred oath one to another. And Nestor was showing how you have to also make those vows to yourself because sometimes it's easier to live with someone else than it is to live with yourself. Didn't you pick that up? <laughs> yeah, that was so interesting. And just how he talked about his initials spell no and how yeah. he learned that that was such a great word for himself in in making that commitment to move forward. Oh, man. The first person that I introduced him to, he had actually met John in West Palm. But that was our first appointment when Nestor came in. And I will remember taking him to meet John Schrock. And, uh, and we talked about John being the pillar of honesty. Would you read those attributes there? I'd love to. The pillar of honesty. It is better to be poor and honest than rich and dishonest. A little gained honestly is better than a great wealth gotten by dishonest means. God demands fairness in every business deal. He established this principle. And fairness is really the gift of justice. And uh, since John couldn't be with us today, I've asked my son, Ryan, who is so justice-oriented, you know him like I do. Jerry's even said that he, he carries an anointing much like John. And do you see justice as part of your life, Ryan Torrance? I do see justice as part of my life. But first, I just want to say that's a hard comparison to think that I'm like John Trock because we all esteem him so much. And he has done such great things and continues to teach me, even though he's passed, he continues to teach me through the words that he has said that still stick in my brain and in my spirit. Mm. And so I just want to honor him right now, too. Yeah, you know, I think, Ryan, it's it's your leadership ability. It's your it is your honesty and transparency with people. And you're such a straight shooter. Like, I, mm. I just love to um to do dealings with you you know we were talking about that you know fairness in deal business deals but in dealing with life because you know you are a person who you don't play games no. and i really appreciate that about you one of our conversations carol with have been as father and son choose a good name rather than riches because that's what i told him early on and then he went in business and he came to me goes hey dad i don't think i see this the way that you see it <laughs> and why was that right when you're choosing a good name you're gonna you're gonna upset somebody at some point when you're when you're making decisions and so it just depends who you're trying to honor and who you're choosing a good name with um and that becomes where discernment really comes in and true justice comes in. So Ryan, you're talking about making someone upset by making decisions, but decisions have to be made. So how do you work that out in your mind? So here's a John Schrock saying that, that again, comes back to me in those moments because it's not always who's right, 
it's what's right. And so when you're dealing with something or someone or a situation where people want to be right, you're going to frustrate somebody because it's not who's right. It's what's the right thing to do. And that doesn't matter if it's church, if it's a business, if it's family, if it's at a card game, it doesn't matter. It's what's right. And it's not who's right. And so in those situations, somebody at the table is going to be offended. Now, one of those attributes about God demanding fairness in every business transaction, you, you're running now a number of companies, and uh, and you deal with that every day. And John Schrock had a statement, Carol. He says, you know, if you've got a decision to make, it's a lot like swallowing a frog. And if you got to swallow a frog, don't look at it too long. <laughs> and if you got to swallow two frogs, swallow the big one first. And I've seen Ryan do that so clearly. You swallowed some frogs, huh, Ryan? I have. Here's another saying that John Schrock again had taught me is that a fair business deal means that both parties will make money. It's not a fair deal. If I negotiate so hard and I get a price that maybe is under cost, that hurts the business I'm dealing with and could possibly put them out of business if every deal is that way. A good, fair business is a win for me and it's a win for them. And so John always used to say, I don't care if you make money on this deal. And I don't care if you make money as a business, but don't make all your money off of me. And that has stuck with me from a business standpoint of being just and being fair. And I, I use that when I'm bidding jobs that we obviously want to make money. And, and I've used that saying in a lot of my contract, my contract negotiations where it's got to be a fair, it's got to be a win-win. It's got to be a win for you and a win for us so that we can both stay in business and continue to support the people that work for us and work with us. That's beautiful. You know, we, we call these vows. And, and one of the things that Nestor shared last week was how s sometimes when you make a vow, something has to die. And in this case, uh, you know, I commit to be honest and resist the enemy of corruption. I will not lie. I will not cheat or I will not steal. And uh, you've got to see corruption all around today. How is a, how is a, a believing business person? How do you deal when you see or smell corruption in the camp the when I mean, we deal i deal with sales reps in at safe and sound so we have sales reps and we would do what we call guerrilla marketing where we really are um pursuing business um in a a very aggressive way so we do door-to-door -door canvassing where we go around and we basically it's the power of persuasion we seize an opportunity explain what we have to offer and then try to close a deal on what's called a one call closing means you go to the house you do a presentation you close the deal and then you actually install it in the same day My. in those scenarios that's a great business model um for us uh but in those scenarios you can see where i can have team members that will mislead or maybe not tell the whole truth or expose the whole truth and so we have to have systems and parameters set up or we do what's called happy calls where we go over the whole deal somebody else does it's not the person the sales rep that's in the house it's actually someone in our new accounts department that says, this is what you're agreeing to. We're giving you this much equipment. You're paying this much a month. The term is, you know, this long. And we're going to take this monthly payment out of your credit card on this day every month. And so we've had to set up those parameters so that, again, it it is keeping the honest honest and not giving opportunity uh, for somebody to go and take advantage of somebody or misrepresent uh, one of the challenges that we've had with some sales reps, which they're not with us very long, and you can smell that out or or you weed it out very quickly, is 
if they misrepresent uh, our company at the door by saying that they're with somebody else and they're just there to do an upgrade or change a panel or put a new cell card in, and then somehow there's a little bit of deceit in there, that creates challenges for all of us. Um, it creates a bad name for us where we've talked about having a good name rather than riches. A good name is what continues to keep us in business. We've yeah. been in business over 20 years, and there's other companies that have been in business the same time but have had to change their name three and four times, file bankruptcy, and I'm proud to say that we've operated under the same name with the same uh, federal yeah. identification number and have carried on a good name rather than riches with good years and bad years. We've mm. We've you know not had good years every year. And so uh, I'm proud to say that. I think that that, again, is part of growing up in a family where honesty is the best policy. And and even when it hurts, we're supposed Mm. to be honest. You know, Ryan, I was thinking about just because I know you're you're a great decision maker, like you make decisions quickly. And when you're weighing that, if you could slow the process down, when you're making a decision about what's just, what's fair, can you take me just a little bit through the process of what's happening internally in your heart and mind to get to that place where you say, this is justice, this is fairness? So I'll give you an example of something that just happened to me last week. I was in Florida last week and uh, I stayed at a hotel in Orlando and hotel deals right now are ridiculously low. It's amazing how cheap you can get a hotel room for. But I was in Orlando and I had my car there and so I had to pay for parking and so I went um, into the hotel I checked in I got in late and then I was leaving early and I turned my keys in when I left and I went out there and for me to get my car out of the parking lot I needed my key and so I didn't realize that until I was behind another car so there was a car in front of me that used their uh, their card key the gate opened and they drove out and what I did was I tailgated I followed them right out And so I just followed them right out. And when I was driving out in my brain, there was an opportunity for me to be dishonest and just take off and maybe not pay for parking. But I knew this is where choosing a good name is really important. And it's also a fair deal. It's a fair deal. Was I going to lose my inheritance for 25 bucks at parking? Like that's a real question, right? Would I sacrifice my inheritance for a $25 parking ticket and my, uh, I mean, the character, I guess, or the honesty in me, I just turned right around. I got out of my car. It wasted my time, which I'm a real time proponent. I want to use uh, every moment of my day efficiently and effectively. But I had to get out of my car. I had to go back in. I had to wait in line. And I said that I was in the parking lot. I was able to follow somebody else out, but I wanted to make sure that I was paying for my parking. And so they went on. They thanked me, and I paid for my $25 parking. But, again, that's choosing a good name. That's a fair deal. So – for a hotel, I am in the hotel business. I would hate for somebody <laughs> to find a loophole and cheat me. Oh, and so wow. I don't want to treat somebody the way that uh, I myself don't want to be treated. So I want to treat them the same way that I want to be treated. So if I'm expecting to pay for parking, then I want to make sure I pay for parking. But that was just an illustration last week that, again, you're by yourself. You could have snuck off. You could have made it happen. But I don't I don't want to give up my inheritance or my reputation um, or – you know, my good name, if we can say it that way, for 25 bucks, it's it's just not worth it. And that is a principle that was instilled in me from my dad, that he said from a young age, we do, we choose a good name rather than riches, even when it hurts. Even if it costs you money, you choose a good name rather than trying to get to the bank or make a fair deal. I remember another story 
that uh, you guys told about the mini merchant guys. And it's interesting because it happened to me also at safe and sound where somebody had paid, uh, you guys went to the bank to cash a check to deposit a check and they gave you the money and they gave you the check back. And John came back to the boardroom with you guys. And he said, you look what happened. I went and I, I cashed this check and they gave me this money and they gave me this check back. And uh, some of you were like, that's a blessing from God. You got the money and the check back. You're like, wow, God, that's what a double portion blessing is. And John was able to say, no, that's not what a double portion blessing is. This is where honesty really comes in hand in hand. And if you want to be blessed, it's in these moments. And we had that same thing happen to us at Safe and Sound. And it was fun to make the right decision in that moment where we had uh, somebody had actually paid us. They paid us three times for the same job. And you think, wow, what kind of accounting department is that, <laughs> that you'd get paid three times for the same job, but we were able to say, hey, you overpaid us. And that example has made it, it's happened more than once where, mm-hmm. you know, some of my teammates would be like, hey, we got double paid on this. Or I like, let them know right away. Let's make sure that they know. Um, and some payments are auto, they're auto deposit. That means sure. they just deposit stuff directly into your account. So catching that and then making it right can sometimes even be more of a hassle, but I'm just telling you that it's worth it. That is the justice part. It's worth it because if I don't want someone doing that to me, I sure don't want to do that to somebody else. And that's a fair deal. A fair deal is doing the right thing at the right moment. And so the process would be like that, Carol. That's how I, I process it as I in the moment think, well, how would I want to be treated? Or, you know, what have I learned? What have my, my mentors taught me? What have I seen modeled or, or done? And I have had the privilege of hanging around some great men mm-hmm. because my, my dad uh, chose, he chose, he chose to make some major transitions and decisions in his life that impacted us. And then his friends, the good friends that he had were also such a blessing and are such a blessing, continued blessing and resource to me and, and to my family and to my, my brothers and my, my sisters as well. So I am blessed. That's beautiful. You know, I think about, I think about the people listening and, just uh, the other day, it happened to me. I went to get ice cream with a friend and my husband and the lady at the window, we were chatting and she handed me my money back when yeah. I, after I ordered ice cream and I said, oh, I, this is your yours. And she was like, oh, oh, thank you so much. And, you know, um, I just was thinking about how your dad modeled that for you or people modeled that for you, how important it is. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar. It doesn't matter if it's 50 cents that, you know, there are people receiving that blessing when you're honest and people are watching, you're being, you're teaching that blessing when you're of honesty. But the, Mm -hmm. the key in what you said, Ryan, I think is you're choosing, Mm -hmm. you choose, you don't choose just one time, but you, there's many choices in life to be honest and I think that that's beautiful, whether it's a small thing or a big thing. Uh, something that John said in the book is that money will just make you more of what you already are. And I think that honesty is that way, too. If, you, if you're making honest, uh, small choices, to be honest, because you are a very successful business person, mm-hmm. that, that, that that then is a principle that you follow through your life. So... I just really appreciate that. And I know I'm sitting here with your dad, but I know that he taught you that. Bernie, how did you learn that in your life um, as a, a business person as well? Well, it's interesting because the same way that Rice said that uh, John sat us down after that check incident because I was the one that raised my hand and said, oh, that's the manifold blessing because it, <laughs> it was me. 
And he said, you know, that's what I was afraid of. And he said, let me tell you about test commands. So oftentimes we think about the 10 commandments, but John explained, he said, before he can bless, he's worried, what will we do with that money? And he taught Mm -hmm. us about wine, women, and song. He said, it's so obvious that if people get a lot of money, Nestor talked about it last week, we can spend it on wine, women, and song, mirth, folly. It just goes Mm -hmm. through your fingers. And he says, so God has to do testing just like quality checking would be because he's a great investor. And so he'll give us these little test commands that are, they're really leverage points. So like in Ryan's, he leveraged $25 mm. and, and made that in and then would have had the choice, Ryan, can you think of anything that's already been returned to you? Because that opens your mind then to say, oh, I just received a blessing. And and that's probably what opened that channel. Was there anything that followed it? Because it's the law of reciprocity. You know, for, for us, I can say that last week, um, we, we, we are, we were blessed to be a part of several businesses. And we're in the middle of this coronavirus still in 2020. And the, the challenges that we've had in our restaurant and in our hotel have been great. And so, you know, we, we have, um, you know, had to reduce the number of seats that we have. We went from 350 to 209. We've had, we've chosen to reduce our hours. Uh, we're not doing, you know, buffets the way that we used to, which was a, a large seller for us. Our hotel um, occupancy has been a little bit down because people aren't traveling. And I can tell you just last week, what's amazing is that we at the Amish door, and I would say that this is a direct result. So that happened to me, I think on a Wednesday, and at the end of last week, we were uh, better as a company. Our year-over-year sales were over last year's sales, which is crazy. Most restaurants in this day and age right now time are lucky to do 50% of last year's sales. And we actually surpassed last week's, last year's same week sales. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's a direct result um, from that. And again, it's a real miracle. The real miracle is when you realize that you did it with 20 less hours being open and 140 less seats. That's where it's like, it's mind boggling. Oh, it's a miracle. That's an only God moment for us where you just think, Hey, wait a second. The game's not even fair anymore. And yet God came through and blessed us as only he can. And that's, that's my trust in God moments, right? So we're talking about honesty and trust in God. And that's when you're trusting in God and your faith is believing something you don't yet see. And man, are, are we believing for things we don't see? And then all of a sudden, are we seeing them? So oh. I'd say that that was a direct correlation I'm thankful for of an immediate blessing um, from not trading my inheritance. And it's the same week that happened in the same the same seven day, six day period. Well, the last part of the vow says this, right? It says uh, you've been placed in an arena of influence. And now God gives you the boldness to share that influence in the lives of many people. Would you mind praying for us now and this vow of honesty that we make to ourselves to keep the channels of blessing open? Uh, Sure. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about honesty and talk about what the benefits of honesty are. That's what I love when we talk to different people that are in our our circle of friends where they say, what's the benefits? The benefit of being honest is you get a good night's sleep. The benefit of being honest is that it is a fair, it's a win-win situation in all of your dealings. The benefit of being honest is it's not about being right. It's about what is right and pursuing that. God, I just ask that you'll give us all the courage to do the right thing. I ask God that you'll continue to speak clearly so that the voices in our head know 
what right and what wrong is. And we'll be able to discern that quickly and make the right decision. God, it's such a blessing to be able to do business with people that are honest. I've done business with people that were dishonest, and that's difficult. But what a blessing it is to do business with people that are honest. What a blessing it is to be in a relationship with somebody who is honest, that they don't lie, they don't mislead. They're honest. You can trust them. Lord, again, it just circles back around to the trust that I have in you because I know I can trust you. I know I can trust in you. I know you have my best interest at heart. You make it so easy. I don't know why sometimes we all struggle. So, God, I just pray that you'll increase our level of trust in you, our level of being honest, our level of discernment of right and wrong. Help keep us on the narrow path. I just speak blessing and favor over everyone who's listening. I ask God that your nudges, your words, your nuggets will settle deep inside our spirits to help us in that what dad called a test moment. Let us pass the test, I pray in Jesus name. Amen. Oh, thank you, Rye. So we're all going to repeat this first vow. I commit to be honest and resist the enemy of corruption. I will not lie, cheat or steal. Please visit us at www.lored.org for more values-based leadership material. And if you've enjoyed this program, please sign up for the weekly downloads and share this podcast with your friends.